They say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them tight conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978 The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great 45-42 Prescott, that's where I'm from Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat In my own lane though, far from where they crashing at Dumb bar graduate, the game out of mastered it Served in the Navy, look, y'all don't know the half of it Pops passing no one, moms passed last year I know they up in heaven smiling down crying mad tears Cause they son making it, no telling where I'm taking it My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it Coach that went high in 15 in one state Seen the fork in the road and went straight I know what I'm worth. I'm OG King Kirk, Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend. Let's work. Hey, this is OG King Kirk, your host of the OG Two Cents podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you who continue to tune in each and every week. We truly appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, comment, and share. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Helps us out a lot. Links for all available streaming platforms will be in the description. Let's continue to stand against any forms of social injustice and racism. And also hashtag see more love is anyway. This episode is brought to you by Zenny blocks. Make sure to arm your eyes with Zenny blocks, virtual clear blue blockers. It's important to protect your eyes from the harmful blue light from your digital screens. So you have less eye strain and that makes for better sleep and performance. Check them out at zenny.com slash gaming or follow them at zenny gaming on Twitter and Instagram. This episode, episode 75, Queen City Phenom with Rigby Burnett Jr. AKA Rigby, uh, starting shooting guard for Hornets Venom GT. Rigby was selected by Hornets Venom GT with the eighth overall pick of the 2021 NBA 2K League draft. In his rookie year, he averaged 22.8 points per game and 5.4 assists, despite sharing backcourt duties with veteran point guard Sherm. Rigby made headlines when he led the Hornets Venom to a banner in the turn and ultimately winning the tournament MVP, the first ever rookie to do so. Along with the fellow rookie teammate Crown, Rigby was awarded one of the five spots on the NBA 2K League All-Rookie Team. He also was one of the two rookies in the, to, be, to play in the league's historic and inaugural All-Star Game. Most recently, Rigby and his program team, No Tolerance, won the UPA 15K Fall Series, an in-person land event held in Dallas, Texas. Not by surprise, he was named tournament MVP for that as well. So without further ado, I bring to you none other than Rigby. So Rigby, man, you know, what's going on with you? What's going on, Kurt? Not, not much going on over here. Hey, um, now, you had a phenomenal rookie season. Um, put in the work, uh, obviously, a lot of people are, are buying for the uh, NBA 2K League spot. I think you took full advantage of it uh, and had an outstanding season. Uh, I want you to talk about your story 
and how you got, you know, to where you are today. And, and don't leave anything out. I mean, because a lot of people need to hear uh, these, your story. Um, a little bit about my story. My name is Craig Burnett Jr. I'm from a small place in Connecticut called um, Stratford, right next to Bridgeport. A lot of people might know of that um, bigger, bigger city in um, Connecticut. Um, a little bit about my story coming up in 2K community. Um, in, in 2K20, I was jumping team to team. I wasn't really known. I actually went to the Dallas tournament to play with JBM, Saint, and Amhami, where we got first rounded. Sadly, but um, yeah, that was that was like kind of like my first time ever like traveling away from home, and um, obviously going to play two K with it. Like my parents weren't fully invested. They were like, "Whoa, like what's going on? What is this? Why are you going to Dallas for this and that?" So um, after that, I, I ended up playing pickups, like pickup pickup tens lobbies for maybe like a month straight, just grinding every single night. I was probably in the lobbies for maybe like 12 to 14 hours a day, basically. And then after that, um, Kelly came to me about picking me up to his pre-draft team in um, 2K20. It was Kelly, TB, Peroxide, and um, Slaughter. So then we ended up winning everything in January, the um, month of January on um, Xbox. We were basically dominating the console. And then... After that, I took a little break going into post-draft because the draft's coming around and I and I knew people were gonna start getting getting drafted. And I was gonna have to look for different different talent to build my team around. So going into post-draft, I, I kind of had a little less of a soup squad can compare to everybody else, but I was I was still competing because I knew I was the best player in the um, game. So after post-draft, I didn't really win a lot and um few things happened that led to me to stop playing post-draft but um going into 2k21 uh I didn't really play much tournaments or anything like anything like that I only played really the league league tournaments on um current gen with um Zerg, Rail, J Numero and on um, Future Clutch and then after that we um won the second tournament which was I, I actually think it was the Nets I want to say it was the Nets that we were going to win, but we were in the Grizzlies finals at the same time. So we actually couldn't play in both of them because the Grizzlies ended up ending before. So we had to finish the Grizzlies, but we were in the Nets, but we, we couldn't play it because we already had, we already had one um, Grizzlies tournament. So then after that, going into next gen, I didn't really have a team either. I was just playing, playing tens on my, on my demigod build that people would, people would say. And um, after that, Crown ended up actually hitting me up. He was like, "Yo, like you're you're dominating right now. Like I I think if 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 you join us, we're gonna we're gonna be the best team on the console." So then I just I just took that information and um I just joined up. I joined up with Crown, Randoms, uh, Don and Claude, Crown's Crown's little brother, and um we just dominated the console all the way basically all the way till um draft time came around. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I mean, that's one heck of a journey. Now, you know, you get drafted. I mean, eighth overall. Um, how did you feel uh, when your name was called and then knowing where you were going? Um, when my name was called, I had my I had my whole family there with me. It was just a it was just a surreal feeling because they because they knew straight out of high school this is this is exactly what I wanted to do. And um, for for me to for them to see the for them to see the grind all the way up to that point 
where I was actually getting drafted into NBA 2K League. It was just a surreal feeling. Now, um, as far as me going to Charlotte, I was kind of nervous because I didn't really know Sherman Pete too well. Like we like obviously played against each other multiple and multiple times, but I didn't really have any conversations with them or never really spoke to them in any type of parties or anything of anything of that nature. So I was definitely on like the little more more nervous side going into Charlotte. Now, I mean, what you know, I asked Crown this when I had him on the show. And, and I'm asking this now because of what you just said about, you know, being unsure, not really knowing Pete and Sherm. But, like, what were some of the things that you you thought about before you got in the market uh, that maybe you, like, you was concerned about? But then when you got there, what was the difference? Like, I mean, like you said, you didn't know Pete and Sherm, but, when, like, probably you got there and you got to know them. Like, you know, how did things change for you when you actually got into market? Um, that was probably the least of my worries actually getting into market, um, going into Charlotte, that was probably the first, that was actually the first time I ever lived by myself. So being in Charlotte for six months by myself, having to fend for myself, get, get food, basically everything of that nature, um, fill up my, fill up my apartment when it was my turn, me and, me and Sherman were really good with helping each other out. So we would always, one person would get this, this week, one person would get this the, the other week, we'd always look out for each other. So, um. Going into Charlotte, it was actually easier than I thought it would be. I, I thought I would have a lot more issues and have to do a whole bunch of different things, but it, it was actually easier than I, than I thought it would be. Now, I've never been to Connecticut. So what like what are some of the big differences between Connecticut and Charlotte? Um, Connecticut is a small, small city. Well, no, I live in a small, a small town. So it's basically just like, you like basically know every, everybody kind of, you like know all the little streets, know all the little back, like back cuts and stuff. With Charlotte, you're in the middle of the, like you're in the center city. They, um, they um, call it uptown. So it's basically like downtown, downtown Charlotte. And um, it was just like the scenery and, and like everything about Charlotte was just 10 times different from, from Connecticut. So um, getting, getting used to getting around there was definitely, definitely weird for like the first two, like two weeks, I would say. But then after, after I got comfortable with mom teammates and we were all just chilling, everything kind of came in, um, came in all, all together, basically. Yeah. I got you. Now you, you got to play for uh... Uh, one of the community icons, uh, Big West, uh, my my brother, uh, shoot, since day one, uh, uh, this whole NBA 2K uh, journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, tell me what it was like, you know, playing for Big West, and then also give me like a a, a funny Big West moment, because yeah, I mean, he 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 cracks me up all the time, and like I said, he's funny even when he's not even trying to be funny. Okay, um, so playing for Big West was probably one of like the the funnest things any like rookie could have going into the league because he's like just like such a character on and on and off the court so he always keeps the spirits high and um we we definitely needed his his spirits in certain situations when our when our morale was down especially after we got swept by the Sixers to lose the second seed um Wes was, was just always there to just keep it like keep us glued together and just was just the, was just the perfect coach anybody could ask for as far as um, the second part of the question, the funniest moment um, probably had to have been when July fourth, when he when he made some when he made some wings, 
and everybody was trying to clown them and like joke around saying that they were like really really nasty and all that and then, then you know what he's like oh god god, god dog you know my you know my wings ain't nasty like you know you know he he be talking with his with his um country country accent and stuff so um Nah, but his but his wings were actually really like really good. Like he had some um Hennessy wings, and they were they were they were top tier. I'm definitely not gonna lie; those are those are different. Got you, got you. Now, um, you know, getting to the season a little bit, you you won the turn, and you was the turn the turn MVP. Now, uh, mind you, I know y'all. You know, you was going through some adversity as a team. Uh, before the turn and pulled it together, won that, and then you were named MVP. You had a heck of a heck of a tournament. I mean, Appreciate it, might it. I add. But just, I know that when players come into the league, of course, I mean, winning the tournaments and banners is is part of that additional cash prize that every player, you know, they got to have it. And for you to come in as a rookie and play such a pivotal role in, in helping your team achieve that, uh, just talk about that for a second. Um, coming into the league, even in my interviews, I was I was telling West wherever whatever position I would be playing, I would make sure that I'm a, I'm a top five player in that in that field. So, um, you could you could ask him that him himself. I've 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 always been grinding the game and made sure that I was top of the line talent wise, so that when I did get into the league, I would I would be able to do things such as such as win tournaments and win win them MVPs because I honed my skills for as for as long as I possibly could. So I'm um, coming into the league and actually doing it and like after telling people that I would do it, um it was just a surreal feeling because I'm I'm bursting the best of the best players every single day in scrims and different different type of things. So being able to go onto that biggest biggest stage in front of everybody and I'm sure that why I, I, I deserve to be in the league. Um it was definitely a surreal feeling, especially in my rookie year. Cause a lot of people even like four like three three, four years in and haven't haven't been able to get to that and get to that point yet. So um it was just a blessing. I was just in a perfect, perfect situation to be able to do this. Got you, got you. Now made the playoffs, of course. Um, got a ch chance to take a trip to Dallas, Texas. What was your experience like, you know, first season making the playoffs? Then, obviously, we've been playing remote. Mm -hmm. And it's this was for the first time, not only for rookies, but even for some sophomores that they were actually going to get a chance to compete in person, uh, you know, if their team qualified for the playoffs. So I want you to talk about, you know, um, not only making the playoffs, but talking about going from remote into live gameplay and just talk about what that experience was like. Well, that was my second time playing on the stage in Dallas, going to the um, 2K League playoffs. But as far as the difference of playing on the stage, like it's just a different atmosphere in the league. Like I don't really know how to explain it. Just the way that like the camera, the camera productions are set up, the, the, the lights, like you could just tell that it's just like, a really big deal. So actually being on stage for the, for the first time, I definitely had a little bit of butterflies. I'm not going to lie. And most people lie about things like that, but I definitely have butterflies going into, going into game one. And, um, we got spanked. This is, this is as simple as that. We got, we got beat by, I think like 40 something like 45, maybe 40, whatever it was. It was a, it was a huge number. And then going into the 
game two, Crown actually kind of like glued us all together. We were like, we, we, we basically gave up on game one, like halfway through. Cause we, it was a, such a big deficit and we didn't have enough offensive power at the, at the time to be able to fight that. So going into game two, we knew exactly what we had to do. Um, we basically just executed on all cylinders and then going into the fourth quarter, we ended up slipping it away, but um, it was just a fun overall ex experience, like just 2K League and inviting us out there and having us getting chauffeured back and forth and all like the all like the little cool little league league stuff was just was just all a fun experience. Got you, got you. Now, not only you know, of course, turn champs, MVP, made the playoffs. I mean, you capped it off with becoming an all-star, our first ever all-star game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and then, you know, you make the NBA 2K League all-rookie team. Now, if somebody would have asked you before the season, would you have accomplished everything that you did, you know, what, what would your answer would have been at that time? I would have said um... – that's 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 what I should have that's what I should have accomplished. Um, I feel like coming into the league, like I like I said before, I was grinding, putting putting every single hour into the game. If if I, if I wasn't sleeping, I was I was on the game grinding, make sure that I was that was a top of the line player. So um, coming into the league, I just knew that I was gonna dominate. Like e either it would have been here or it would have been there. I knew I was going to be a top of the line player and I knew other players were going to not, not, I, I wanted to be the player where that whenever other players burst me, they were like, okay, we, we, we want to try to stay away from him. Like make sure he doesn't get the ball. They, they, they set up de defenses around stopping, stopping me. So I always, I always felt like coming into the league that this was just be like the, like go, going to Charlotte with, um, with I'm Sherm, I just felt like it was like the, it was like the perfect, perfect fit okay yeah that, um now before before we get to you know talk about what some of the stuff you've been doing in the off season now mind you you got a you got a, a teammate that just announced his retirement and like you know i wouldn't say that's trendy i mean because obviously i think as the league grows and as, as players grow you know different avenues arrive and and, and players want to you know, go try and do something different or, you know, follow other passions. And, I, and I'm all for that. Um, but, like, what are your, you know, how are you going to miss Pete uh, not being a part of Hornets Venom GT? Um, We're going to miss Pete a lot. Um, Going into the season, I didn't know that it was going to be his last season until kind of, like, around Dallas time was when I kind of, like, figured, like, when, when we were kind of told. So, um... I was just happy to be able to get him his get him his banner. I know two like two years before when when he was on the Mavs, he wasn't able to reach that. They always had great regular seasons, but they weren't able to do much in the in the um actual money tournaments and stuff like that. So um for me to be able to get him a banner and and well not me, but as a as a team to be able to get him a get him a banner on his on his way out. It was just a it was just a surreal feeling because I because I knew how much it meant to him and and I could see it in his like day to day, like that that was like that was like it for him like that was that was all he needed to just top it off. So 
we're gonna definitely miss him a lot. I mean, he was he was kicking everybody down. I mean, I'm not gonna say the word, but you know, you know what I'm what I'm supposed to say. But nah, he was he was just he was just the perfect glue for us. Malin Malin mindset throughout the throughout the whole year. Definitely definitely held that mindset throughout the whole entire year. Appreciate him a lot. Good, good. I, I think Pete has a, a, a been a, a great, consistent player in the league and, uh, you know, probably a better person, uh, more, for, you know, first and foremost. Um, off season, you know, no tolerance, back in Dallas, Texas, you know, don't, hey, doing what you do, ra- hey, racking up another MVP. Like, I mean, talk, you know, talk about that. Um, going to Dallas for the 15k that was my third time going to Dallas and I basically told myself I'm 0-2 in Dallas I haven't I haven't even won a game in Dallas I was technically 0-4 because I got swept in two two best of threes so going to Dallas I basically told myself that I'm I'm winning this tournament no no matter what so going into going into game one of the of the tournament versus on farewell C's had a little bit of stage stage jitters and um it was it was it was pretty obvious so I had to I had to take over the game a little bit more than I expected to especially like game game one was kind of like a shocker it was like we were we were beating them by maybe 25 20 20 points and then they started coming back so I was like nah I'm not letting this happen again I'm not about to lose in Dallas for a third time so I ended up dropping like 30 and um, I, I ended up in the game when it shot as well in that in that first game. And then after that, after that first game, it, everything just everything just came in, came into fruition. And we ended up just coasting through. But to the but once we got to the finals, we were up 2-0 and then Revenge Tour ended up winning two straight. So we were in a best of five versus them. Going into going into game five was was definitely a lot of butterflies from both sides, but nobody was really talking during um game game five. It was just everybody was just hooping. Everybody was locked in. It was it was no trash talk, nothing. Everybody was just trying their trying their hardest. And then we ended up winning game game five by like a pretty pretty big margin to end it off for the night. Gotcha, gotcha, man. Well, congratulations uh for uh, awesome NBA 2K League season, and then also, I mean, continuing that uh, throughout the off season. I mean, you always uh, been a player that, like you say, you you grind the game. And um, you know, some I want you to talk about before we get to OG wants to know is that a lot of player, a lot, a lot of players that are trying to get into the league, uh, they don't understand. They don't always understand some sometimes that pro players take breaks uh, when the season is over. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, not every player is awarded uh, those opportunities to take breaks because you kind of know where you sit sometimes uh, going into the offseason. And then those who don't know where they sit, uh, you have no choice but to continue to keep playing. But just talk about the mental toll uh, throughout the season and why breaks are necessary in the offseason. Um. The season is a lot is a lot on your mental that like when like when people say that mental in a in the league is ninety percent mental and like ten percent just like skill, that's like honestly true because when my when my mental was was bad during the during the time when Crown was Crown was benched, I was performing at my worst. The that like six game streak when Crown was in the lineup, I was 
I, I, it even looked like I was a, I was a top a top anything in the league. So um, when I'm crowned, got back into the lineup. I basically got back into my normal self, and um, it was just like the mental side is definitely a lot more bigger than like anything because you have to you have to make sure that your that your mental is straight so that you can even play the game. Like you, you have to you have to wake up at eleven in the morning, scrim from eleven to like six at times, and then sometimes you got to watch film after that for like an extra hour. So you're not getting back to your apartment to like seven twenty seven o'clock at night. So um, it's it's definitely a toll. You're doing it every single day. You might have you might have one one off day if you if you're lucky. Um, and going to tournaments, there's there's no off days. So you better make sure that 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 little bit of time after after scrims, they they're getting your own mentals mentals right, doing whatever you got to do because um, it's definitely one of the one of the biggest things for them too, Kelly. Just keep your keep your mental straight. No, that's well put, man. Well put, and that, and that's coming from a rookie. It's facts. <laughs> I I think I forgot to um answer the second part of the question. It was um about coming taking into it. Oh yeah, taking a taking a break. Um, I actually see why like league players in the past were taking taking breaks, coming back into retail because in in years prior, the the league bill was a completely different game than the um, retail game, but recently they've made changes to it to where it's basically similar almost so um i don't think anybody should be taking breaks at, at this point if if they want to be in 2k league just like any other any other e-league is always year round so it's like we shouldn't be able to take six month breaks you, i mean everybody's back at home you, you got a lot of different things to help clear clear your mental than being in a um random random city for six months Got you, got you. Now, at this point of the show, as OG wants to know, answer open and honestly as possible. Biggest influence? Definitely my mom. Okay, what motivates you? Um, what motivates me? Um, seeing seeing other people have great great success. Okay, best part of being in the NBA Two K League. Best part of being in the NBA 2K League is just being around a whole bunch of other people with the with the same goals and aspirations as as yourself. Favorite NBA player of all time? Um, it used to be Chris Paul, but it's actually probably Harden right 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 now. Okay. Uh, favorite quote quote. Favorite quote. Get rich or die trying. <laughs> <laughs> the favorite uh -uh. quote. Uh, fa favorite favorite show on Netflix. Favorite show on Netflix, uh, probably Squid Game. Okay, favorite two K. I would say my favorite two K. I, I definitely have two, two K sixteen and two K twenty. Those are like my favorite favorite two years. Two K. Okay, F uh, favorite uh, genre of music. Um, hip hop and like rap, definitely. Ain't hip hop and rap the same thing? In a in an aspect, yeah. Favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie. Uh like Mike. Okay. Favorite NBA team. The Nets. Favorite place in Charlotte. Favorite place in Charlotte. Probably. I liked Waterman a lot. They had, um, 
Waterman. They had like they had like a whole bunch of um different like seafoods and um lobster lobster crab roll. They had they just had a, they just had a lot of different different foods there. Okay, seafood restaurant then, right? Yeah, basically. Now, if you wasn't in the NBA 2K League, what would you be doing? Um, I probably would be in college somewhere, miserable. <laughs> <laughs> simple, hey. simple as that. If I was in 2K League, I'll be in college right now, miserable. Hey, advice for upcoming players who are looking to get into the league. Now, now, hold on. It's two parts of this. Advice. Yeah. I want you to give advice to players who are looking to get into the league and then also advice to players once they make the league. Advice to players wanting to get into the league. Um, just make sure that this is something that you actually want to do with your with your life and um, your own career because it's, it's definitely a, a big leap from going on the um, amateur side compared to the professional side. And it's something that you have to do for six months. So take that into account. Obviously, everybody wants to wants to make money playing 2K, but it's something that you got to do for six months away from your family, away from all your things that you're leaving back at home to go pursue your dreams, basically. And then the second part of the question, what was the second part again? When the advice for when players that aspire to make the league, when they actually make the league. When you actually make the league, um, just make sure you keep your keep your teammates first everything else last um because if you're because if you if if you can't go out there with all six players on a on a high level then there's there's no point even going out there in the first place because teammates teammates always come first make sure that everybody is straight there's there's no internal beefs there's no lingering issues here or there after like practice make sure everybody's straight and um you'll have a lot of success in the league simple as that Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well put, well put. Now, before you get out of here, I want you to tell people how they can follow you on social media, um, you know, your Twitch channels, YouTube channels. This is your time to plug yourself. So go um, with it. My um, Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash vrigby, and my Twitter is at rigbycb. I also have a TikTok, which is vrigby, but I, I have to get more I'm active on there. I got a few videos up, up, up there as of now. And I have a YouTube, which is just rugby. But if you go to my Twitter, you can you can go to my bio and find all auto auto links for that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, rugby man, it's been a great interview. Definitely uh, had a good time. Appreciate you coming on the show. Um, before uh, you know, you didn't know this, but you'll be getting a, a free pair of Zinnies. Uh, coming your way. Hey, um, I appreciate that so, a lot. Thank you. So, uh, just yeah, just uh, be on the lookout for that. But like I said, thanks again for coming on, and uh, look forward to seeing you have an awesome uh, sophomore year. Just just not against Nets GC. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. We we one and one right now, so I definitely got to get that and get that back right. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate you as well. Hey, I want to thank everybody who tuned in for this episode. Remember, whether you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If, you, if you're listening on any other streaming platforms, make sure you subscribe to that too. Uh, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, leave a review. Helps us out a lot. Make sure you follow the OG Two Cents Podcast on social media, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow myself at 
on uh, social media at OG King Kurt. That's Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, also, follow me on TikTok as well. Everything OG King Kurt. Uh, make sure uh, you can go to www.ogkingkurt.com for everything with the OG, OG uh, Two Cents podcast and myself. Um, make sure uh, to subscribe to the OG King Kurt YouTube channel as well. Uh, I know I've been saying content is coming soon. I got to stop being lazy and get to it. Uh, but I got some interesting stories that I think that I want to share uh, that I'm going to start putting on that channel. So make sure you subscribe to that uh, when you get a chance. Uh, shout out to my team, uh, Strider Visuals, Box Graphics, Cy Evermore, and Matrix for continuing to help make the OG Two Cents podcast what it is today. Uh, catch me on Esports Extra every Saturday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's what host Larry Ridley, the crew, Kelly Wells Brinkley, Brandon Bell, Antonio Williams, Darren Royale, and producer extraordinary Kevin Mamouzet. That's Esports Extra every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Black News Channel. Make sure you check it out. Um, also, you can go to www.skulls.com slash OG King Kurt for OG Two Cents podcast and OG King Kurt merch. Uh, that's anywhere from t-shirts, hoodies, phone covers, you name it, we got it. Uh, so make sure you go there and get you, grab you some merch. Also use the OG 15% to get uh, the code to get 15% off your order. Appreciate it. Uh, make sure you rock out of some nice stuff on there. We got some good colorways. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, make sure to tune in to next week's episode. And remember, if it makes sense, it's an OG two cents. OG out. Put this work in, fellas. And much, much, much love to the entire 2K community for always showing me love. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.